4: the ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst-case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing, and that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest disasters and figure out who's to blame. Today we'll be discussing the Gypsy Rose Blanchard case. Now I do want to say before we get started, listener discretion is advised. Here's what you need to know. In June of 2015, Gypsy Rose Blanchard hid in her bathroom as her boyfriend, Nicholas Godijan, stabbed her mother, Dee Dee, repeatedly while she lay in bed. Dee Dee's body was discovered a few days later. What sounds like a cut and dry murder case was anything but.
3: The story behind a couple arrested in West, in Big Bend, rather, this week after authorities say they murdered a woman in Missouri, the story is growing increasingly bizarre.
4: Gypsy Rose Blanchard was born on July 27, 1991. Her mother, Dee Dee, was 24 and her father, Rod, was 18 when the pair got married. But the couple divorced shortly before Dee Dee was born. When Gypsy was three months old, Dee Dee told Rod that she thought the baby had sleep apnea. She took her for multiple rounds of testing at the hospital where everything appeared to be fine. But Dee Dee claimed the problem persisted. From there, the medical issues that Gypsy had were never ending. Didi told family and friends that Gypsy had a chromosomal defect that caused, among other things, learning disabilities, epilepsy, leukemia, lung disease, muscular dystrophy, and so on. She was prescribed a litany of medications and she used a breathing machine when she slept. Gypsy also underwent multiple surgeries for her eyes, legs, and the removal of her salivary glands. Her teeth were removed after they rotted, possibly due to her medications or neglect. Dee Dee later claimed Gypsy had cancer. Those who met Deedee Dee and Gypsy saw a loving mother that devoted herself entirely to her sick child's care. Gypsy was in a wheelchair and was bald due to cancer treatment. Her voice was high-pitched and like a child. She was never without Didi close by. After Hurricane Katrina, the mother and daughter relocated from Louisiana to Missouri so that Gypsy could receive better care for her many ailments. They received free housing and care thanks to the generosity of groups like Ronald McDonald House and Habitat for Humanity. There were also field trips to Disney, Gypsy's favorite, and other monetary gifts to help Dee Dee cover Gypsy's medical expenses. But behind the sickly facade was a dark secret, one that not even Gypsy herself realized. The truth was, Gypsy was not really sick. She could walk, she didn't need a feeding tube, and she didn't have cancer. She wasn't bald. Her mother had simply shaved her head to make her look ill. Dee made it a point to always accompany Gypsy to doctor's appointments and instructed that she stay quiet unless spoken to. She told Gypsy to keep her legs still when doctors gave her physical exams. If Didi suspected that a doctor questioned her daughter's sickness, she would simply go to another doctor. As Gypsy got older, she began to suspect that she might not be as sick as her mother claimed she was. Unbeknownst to her, Many of her symptoms were actually being caused by the medications she was taking to prevent the illnesses she never really had. When Gypsy began a new romance online, the ruse began to unravel.
2: I remember my mom had
3: gave me this little glass house, and she said, "This one day this will
4: be real. And now it finally is. Nicholas Godijan was a young man whom she met on a Christian singles website. Their relationship was almost entirely online and with childlike role-play and fantasy. A year into their romance, Gypsy told Nick the shocking truth that she was actually healthy but was being held captive by her mother who insisted that she was sick. In June of 2015, The couple concocted a plan to murder Dee Dee. Gypsy paid for a bus ticket to get Nick to Springfield, Missouri, where she and Dee Dee lived. She left gloves outside, and after Dee Dee went to sleep, Gypsy let Nick into her home and gave him a knife. She then hid in the bathroom with her hands over her ears, while Nick went into Dee Dee's bedroom and stabbed her to death. Gypsy tried to muffle the sound of her mother screaming and yelling for help. She told police that Nick wanted to rape her mother's dead body, but she did not want him to. She made a deal with him that he could rape her instead. Gypsy and Nick had sex with her mother's body in the next room. Gypsy said it was not consensual. With stolen cash from the home, Gypsy and Nick made their way to Nick's home in Wisconsin. Days later, people became suspicious when a Facebook post appeared on Gypsy and Dee Dee's shared account saying, that bitch is dead. Later, even more gruesome comments appeared on the page describing a murder and a rape. Alerted by neighbors and friends of Gypsy's, police came to the home and found Dee Dee's bloodied, dead body. Initially, investigators believed Gypsy had been kidnapped since her wheelchair and medicine had been left behind. The Facebook post was tracked to Nick's IP address in Wisconsin. Nick and Gypsy, who cops were surprised to find walking with no wheelchair assistance, were arrested and charged with murder. Following her arrest, friends, family, and neighbors were shocked by a police press conference where police described Gypsy as able to walk on her own. The police chief stated, Things are not always how they appear. It just proves
3: that happy endings are not just in fairy tales. They're real and true in real
4: life also. Fun Facts, aka Death stats: Gypsy and Nick mailed the murder weapon to his family home in Wisconsin to avoid being caught with it while they traveled on the bus. In 2011, four years prior to the murder, Gypsy tried to get away from her mother by running away with a man she had met at a science fiction convention. But after Dee Dee found out, she smashed Gypsy's computer and phone warning her never to do that again. She tied Gypsy to her bed for two weeks. Gypsy has stated that her mother would sometimes hit her and deny her food. Through one of the many charitable organizations that helped them, Dee Dee and Gypsy got to meet country singer Miranda Lambert and then husband Blake Shelton. Lambert personally gave Didi and Gypsy a check for $3,500. After confessing, Gypsy agreed to a plea bargain of second-degree murder. She was sentenced to 10 years in jail. Nicholas Godijan was convicted of first-degree murder and manslaughter. He was sentenced to life in prison with an extra 25 years for manslaughter. With us today, we have producer Amanda Lund. Hi, Rebecca. Fact checker Chris Smith. Hello. And our very special guest is Kimmy Gatewood, actor, writer, director, and (laughs) host of the podcast Mother of All Shows. Now, if you're a parent, if you're thinking about being a parent, or even if you're nowhere close to being a parent, this is the fun, honest podcast about that aspect of humanity, procreation. (laughs) thanks buddy (laughs) how do you like that intro i also want to point out that uh kimmy directed episode eight of the netflix babysitters club (laughs) um so i highly recommend everyone watch only episode eight because we really want to drive those uh numbers up you're you're welcome to watch the whole show i guess it's really good (laughs) it'll help with context but if you got to pick one
1: you know what I mean? Exactly.
4: <laughs> now, Kimmy, you're a mom. How about this terrible tragedy?
3: How... <laughs> oh, <laughs> what a segue! Oh my God. Re- Rebecca doesn't mince words. She's been doing the podcast too long. She's lost all her social skills. <laughs> I mean, I watched the act
1: Joey King and Patricia Arquette. She she won many awards for that. Um, and and they did a a great job. And it's so disturbing to see like the 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 mind tick of the the mother and then the the daughter who was told she was what four years younger
4: or something than she actually was in, in all of the research I found it, she didn't even really know her exact age when when uh, when the police arrested her she told them she was eighteen not really knowing that she was twenty three wow it's bananas
1: it really makes you think like I could make my daughter
4: Lottie believe that she's like an alien from another planet. You know what I mean? Like, um, I think right off the bat, to me, this was the obvious one, but maybe you guys will be shocked by it. Uh, Dee Dee Blanchard herself. Yes,
1: she made this prison for her daughter. And she had no agency to know, like, whether she was well. Like, she she created this world. She's like the god of gypsies' world. So if you think about
4: it that way. For yeah. sure, yes, and and she was doing this since Gypsy was three months old. So Dee Dee was already cl- when she was three months old, she was already claiming that she had health issues between the years of two thousand five until two thousand fourteen. Dee Dee brought Gypsy to hospitals over one hundred times. That- Gypsy underwent numerous surgeries, including. Gastrointestinal surgeries, eye procedures, removal of salivary glands. The one thing that is absolutely common across every single medical record is that Gypsy never spoke during her doctor's appointments. Mike Stanfield says, every single medical record says, quote, mother reported or mother states or history by mother Didi was controlling not just her daughter's life but also the story that she was spinning to everyone else as well. When Gypsy's father Rod called for her 18th birthday, Didi told him not to get upset by telling her her actual age. She thinks she's 14, Didi said and would be upset to learn otherwise. Despite Dee Dee's medical onslaught of Gypsy and an attempt to control her life, she couldn't prevent Gypsy's budding sexuality and yearning to live a normal life. Obviously, uh, she was uh, also very physically abusive. Now, Gypsy said that, quote, it would be I would go into an argument that would last a couple of days or it could be something where she wouldn't. She wouldn't feed me for two days or so, Gypsy said. It started to be physical in 2011. She would hit me with a coat hanger sometimes, but Gypsy never fought back because she was too afraid to do it. In addition to her abuse um, uh, of Gypsy, Dee Dee's own siblings, this is crazy to me, Dee Dee's own siblings recall her as being manipulative and suspect that she starved their mother to death when she was her caretaker. Yes. In the documentary, Mommy De- Dead and Dearest, which I highly recommend, her brother said that Didi's Dee ashes should be flushed down the toilet. No one wanted to take them.
1: Wow. I- Something else you could throw on the board is hormones. <laughs> because- Whoa. Yes. Ooh. Had hormones not kicked in. For Sweet Gypsy.
3: Teenage angst. Yeah. Teenage angst. Mm. It was a ticking time bomb. The situation she had created, but it's so frightening.
4: (laughs) That's true, Amanda. It's like she must have at some point, and I wonder when this happened, realized that this couldn't continue forever, right? I mean, she was going to continue aging. Gypsy was going to eventually... I don't know. Become fifty years old. What what was going to happen? What was the plan here? Well, I
3: think she, maybe she thought she wasn't really going to stop until she was dead. Wow. Yeah,
1: d- yeah. Dee Dee was probably just going to basically live off of the creation of her daughter's sickness until she was dead, right? Like just li- yeah, like, continue to like grift off of like the kind hearts of people. Do you yeah. the cast the cast of Lord of the Rings? Do
2: you <laughs> <laughs> do you guys think it was? Uh, Didi taking advantage of the uh, gypsy for the money, or do you think it was this more? What do you think it was like? Psych more psychological, like the Munchausen by proxy uh, issue that the doctor eventually diagnosed her with.
4: Yeah, uh, I think that. Think it was I bad, think,
2: or do you think it was like she was just a grifter?
4: I think it's a combination of both. And let's talk about Munchausen syndrome by proxy (MSBP). <laughs> And now let's pause to speak with Dr. Sabina Brenner, neuroscientist, psychologist, and host of the podcast Superbrain, to hear her explanation of Munchausen syndrome by proxy. Although she wasn't formally diagnosed, Dee is thought to have had Munchausen syndrome by proxy, MSBP. Can you start off by telling us, uh, giving us an explanation of, of the syndrome and telling us the red flags? yeah
0: sure um basically munchausen's syndrome by proxy is where an individual usually a mother um subjects their child to unnecessary medical intervention or actually induces medical conditions maybe by suffocating or denying them food or whatever um to satisfy a psychological need in themselves. And that need could be for something like as simple as attention um, or be being considered a really good carer. For, for some individuals, it's the need to be considered smart. I mean, I'm sure if you've done a little bit of kind of reading around this, you know, a lot of these individuals know an awful lot about medical stuff. They know what to say. They know what the, the symptoms are. Um, so one of the, you know, the psychological needs that it can um, satisfy is to manipulate or humili- humiliate powerful figures. So seeing doctors or professionals as powerful um, or to manipulate a spouse or even just the excitement. Of being in a medical, um, a medical set- setting, you know that the whole thing kind of, um, gives them a buzz. It's hard to get individuals to uh, acknowledge or admit that they have it or that they have carried out the abuse. But in some who have, they've described it as uh, like like a drug addiction. They are just addicted to doing it and ca- you know imposing uh, this, these dreadful things on their children. Listen to the full
4: interview on Thursday's Aftermath episode. Now, back to blaming. Millions of
3: people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads
2: and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
0: Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness.
1: Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST.
4: Now, like other cases of MSBP, Gypsy was kept in the dark about her own medical condition. Gypsy said that, uh, the only thing I knew is that I could walk. She only knew that she had ca- uh, cancer from her mom who would shave her head and say it's going to fall out anyway. She also didn't know that what her actual age was when she was arrested. She's, she told police she was 19, uh, but then her dad provided a birth certificate showing she was 23. Once Gypsy was in jail, she had access to a computer where she looked up definition of Munchausen. After hearing it in reference to her case, she told BuzzFeed reporter that her mother matched every single symptom.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, she was also known in that documentary to uh, steal. Like her um, father and her stepmother were just giving accounts about how they would she would steal from anybody and everything, bad write bad checks. So clearly, she was she was just a uh, she was in it for the money grab too. So I, I don't know. Maybe it's one in the same. It's like she's manipulating people and also.
4: If the allegations of her having poisoned her mother or whatever she did to, or starving her, um, are true, then that kind of shows like a, a a control, like a like a desire to control those around her when it you know comes to life and death. I mean, it, it sounds like that was her first dip into Munchausen. I wonder just how that continues to manifest and how people don't call you out because
1: like, why didn't her husband? say like double checked anything i mean he was 18 when he had a baby like that's already a confusing time but it
3: it's, it's yeah there's nobody holding her accountable ever no. in her entire life right yes and so
4: we should put some of those people
3: on totally. the board
4: yeah we should put well we should definitely put rod blanchard because kimmy does bring up a good point you know now Didi did hide information from him. And he is said to have um, said that he never saw all the local news stories about Didi and Gypsy that had been written and filmed in Missouri. And he and his wife knew nothing of the charity drives and the trips except that Didi told what she chose to tell them. Rod lived in Louisiana in the bayou and they moved to missouri eventually and once they moved he had very little access to to gypsy well i think also it's just human nature
3: to not question it's impolite to not quest, to question someone's Cancer diagnosis, (laughs) right? Like, as humans in a society who interact with other people, we're sort of conditioned to when someone tells you, like, I am ill with this or my child is ill with this, you don't say, like, well, can I see the paperwork on that (laughs) or can I hear it? You know what I mean? So, I think part of it is like playing on people's tendency to be like polite Mm -hmm. in a way, even maybe even down to the doctors. And I'm sure you're going to talk about the doctors involved. Yeah, in that.
4: that was a huge factor.
2: Yeah, no, that's a good point, Amanda. Now, any anytime anybody tells me they have some sickness, I'm just going to scoff and sort of mutter under my breath, like, yeah, right. Like <laughs> yeah. Let's, Chris, see the, let's see the paperwork. Chris right? is
4: going to be such a popular guy in Los Angeles yeah. for doing that. Everyone's going to love you.
3: I think the only thing you can do that to is a gluten allergy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and I also try to stay away from gluten. Oh, I am making fun of myself. <laughs> uh, Let me see the paperwork.
4: <laughs> I'll tell you right now, Kimmy, there is none. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I think we should put Rod up on the board. I also think we should put the extended family up on the board. Um, perhaps the the at least the grand the grandpa, uh, so um, Didi's dad. And and the brother who, you know, spoke out about her, you know, just being a, a a person that they didn't like or that they questioned that they thought was dangerous.
1: Right. You can imagine being the sibling of D.D. Dee Dee and not wanting to get involved because we all have those family members, like especially like uh, in, in po- the certain political climate that you're <laughs> just like, I'm just gonna um avoid instead of deal with you know and you don't think anything's wrong with the child because they're being well taken care of clearly it seemed on paper that that gypsy was being well taken care of but she was not so i mean
4: i i also think we need to put gypsy rose blanchard up on the board now Gypsy knew to some extent that her mother was lying about her medical conditions. Um, There are, according to ABC News, there are certain illnesses that I knew I didn't have. This is Gypsy speaking. I knew that I didn't need the feeding tube. I knew that I could eat and I knew that I could walk. But I did believe my mother when she told me that I had leukemia. So why? You know, of course, those are two very different things. Um, you're, you know, I, I can understand her believing her mom when she says she has leukemia. But why didn't she call her mother out on these lies, right?
1: Because her mother uh, would
4: beat her up. <laughs> exactly. That that's my thinking too. And she had no
1: allies. She had no one to she, talk to. Thank right. God for the internet. <laughs>
2: No, it's so true. I really do agree that the internet was quite a uh, life uh, sort of uh, life uh, Life lifesaver for
1: Gypsy, but a killer for Dee Dee. Yeah,
4: yeah. Put the internet on the board. (laughs) (laughs) The internet.
2: We gotta put the internet. Let's put the the
4: internet up. (laughs) Now they. This is the thing about the internet, though. They can track it. So documents from pre-trial discovery uh, show them uh, telling friends. Uh, so Nick told friends about Gypsy's desire to murder her mother as early as May of 2014. So this was definitely premeditated. Something it's uh, impossible that uh, that Dee Dee's manipulative ways did not rub off in some way onto Gypsy. Now Ooh. Nick told investigators that Gypsy told him to do it, and that if he had not been in love with her. And, and known that she wanted her mother dead, she, he would have never carried out the murder. So it's it's complicated because, yeah, this is where we come to this. The
3: idea that we're blaming who's to blame for the actual murder, not who's to blame for this horrible situation that Gypsy was in, because um, obviously that goes to Didi. Dee Dee, right. But we're saying who's to blame for the murder and Gypsy. You know, maybe she was manipulated by her boyfriend or maybe she manipulated the boyfriend.
4: But Gypsy comes out and takes full on responsibility for her mother's murder. But she also doesn't take the blame for it, if that makes any sense. What's so, death? so she says, this is a quote, what I did was wrong. I, I have to live with it. But she said that Nick is the one who took a plot between us both and made it into action.
1: Yeah, I mean, Gypsy probably didn't know it was reality. And also like the fact that there was no other way out to her.
3: Mm.
1: Maybe there was in her mind. Maybe she could run away, but she tried and got, you know, caught. And then how, how do you,
3: how do you get out of a situation like that? How do you, <laughs> you know? And in some, in some ways, I also think that you could say that this was self-defense because it's very possible that Gypsy Rose was
4: going to end up dead. I agree with you. I mean, I still think we have to put her up on the board for now. So we got to talk about Nicholas, the boyfriend. He was her uh, online boyfriend and had a history of mental illness. He was arrested in 2013 for masturbating and watching porn at McDonald's with a concealed knife on him. I believe that it was for nine hours that he did that. Um, his parents said that he was diagnosed with autism. So uh, when Gypsy began her romance with him, an ex of his got in touch with her and told her to watch out for Nick, that he was a bad guy. But Gypsy's response was that it's, it's not like I ever had a boyfriend before, so I really didn't know what a normal relationship was. According to a Rolling Stones magazine article, as the relation progressed, things got weird. Gypsy remembers Gudijan introduced her, his new girlfriend to BDSM. And in a Facebook status update she posted at the time, Gypsy wrote, I am embracing my role and duties. I live and breathe to serve my master. Mm -hmm. She sent Gudijan sexual photos of herself posing with knives and dressed as various persona, like Kitty, the little girl, and Ruby, the evil vixen. Gudajan claimed that he had multiple personalities, so the duo created each of these characters as a commensurate girlfriend to match his alter egos. So there's a lot going on in this relationship. (laughs) I mean, honestly, the BDSM stuff is
1: like not that much of a red flag for me because it's like an outlet for them it's like a weird creative outlet it's like what is that 50 shades of gray style you know what i mean right yeah i don't think it usually leads to murder it would be more like sexy torture
4: stuff (laughs) (laughs) which like no no judgment you know
3: yeah (laughs) i think what is a red flag is the masturbating at the mcdonald's with a knife
4: that's right for nine hours for nine hours yeah
1: I would like to also put Ronald Reagan on the board because he (laughs) fucked up mental health for the United States. So,
4: yes, (laughs) put him uh, up on the board. Absolutely. I think that's a big problem with this case. Um, He, you know, he definitely needed help. And, and he was not helped. When, when he was interrogated by police, um, Nick said uh, regarding the sex that he and Gypsy had after the murder that he didn't feel any pleasure for, from it and didn't think it was out of the ordinary. Gypsy said that that was the first time Nick had raped her and police have pictures of her with bite marks and bruises on her body. So she said it wasn't consensual. He said it was and that it wasn't that weird because he didn't feel pleasure. Um, So he readily admitted uh, that he was the one who murdered Uh, Didi but he also said it was because gypsy asked him and because he loved her and uh, he told investigators that he hears voices in his head and he has several personalities he used to take meds for it but he wasn't Mm.
3: I mean yeah it's a it's a mental health shit show
4: absolutely is what this is like we have to put the doctors up on the board now. Despite finding uh, that Gypsy was okay, they still treated her for the symptoms that her mother say existed. Now, all the way back in 2001, according to this BuzzFeed article, doctors at Tulane University Hospital tested Gypsy for muscular dystrophy. Her tests came back negative. In fact, all scans of her brain and spine were relatively clear. The records of all of these tests survived Hurricane Katrina. You know, it could because Dee Dee used to say that all of her records got lost because of the hurricane. Mm. Mm. For their part, doctors did not pick up on in innumerable hints that Dee's stories did not add up. Not even the sleep doctor, Robert Beckerman, who saw Gypsy both in New Orleans and in Kansas City. Instead, this is gross, he featured his treatment of Gypsy in the hospital newsletter and mentioned repeatedly in the medical files that she and Dee Dee were his favorite mother-daughter patient. Now, there was one exception. Dr. Bernardo Flasterstein, a pediatric neurologist who noted in his medical records that mother is, quote, not a good historian. He also noted that all of her blood tests had come back normal and that he suspected that Dee had Munchausen. So he wrote that down in the reports. I remember having her stand up, he said, she, and she could hold her own weight. He said he told Dee, I don't see any reason why she doesn't walk. Analyzing all the facts, and after talking to her previous pe- pediatrician, Flasterstein wrote in the file, there's a strong possibility of Munchausen by proxy and maybe some underlying unknown etiology to explain for her symptoms. Didi stopped seeing him after this visit. Now, Flasterstein never followed up. This really makes me angry. He said that in the network of Springfield doctors, Didi saw everyone bought their story and he remembers being told to treat the pair with golden gloves he said that he thought if he reported it to social services they wouldn't believe him either there is a medical complacency going on that is really extremely frustrating
1: you would think that there would be um, systems in place that would, if you sounded an alarm, be- become a whistleblower in the medical community that you would be protected. But if we're going to be- like also put the doctors on the list, you have to put the insurers on the list because they create a mm. a whole system in which medical professionals cannot go above and beyond what they are called. What if?
4: Why don't we call it the U.S. medical system? Yeah, because yeah. it's a whole system that failed her.
1: Yeah. Yeah yeah, but man, that do- I can't believe the doctor called out the specific like syndrome that she had and didn't do anything with it. But again, like what Chris was saying earlier, it's like, are you your brother's keeper? Like there are so many people that
3: could have stepped in at any point that had the facts and chose not to. Yeah. People did not want to deal with it. Everyone was like abiding by that, saying, "Not my monkey is not my circus." I love I love that saying, by the way, but I try, you know, I try not to use it too much. Sometimes you have to get involved. Like sometimes your saying has to be see something, say something. That's right. That's mine.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's your. You know See something, say something. <laughs>
3: Brothers Keeper, and then what is it? Monkey
1: in the circus. Not my monkey. No, yeah, not, not my, my circus. circus. And then, and then, uh episode eight of the Babysitters
4: Club. So. <laughs> if there's anything you take from this those, episode, yeah, those are the takeaways. Those are
3: the show notes. <laughs>
2: Rebecca gets on me because when I drive, I try and get involved in everybody's business. Like you know, when you're at a four way stop sign and you start pointing to people who should who should go left and who should go right. So I'm that. <laughs> so I'm sort of like the kind of person who says. My monkeys, my circus.
3: <laughs> you know what I mean. These are my monkeys. These it are, is, my it circus. is my circus. <laughs> You're the ringleader.
2: My monkeys, my circus. <laughs>
4: well, I think a big aspect about this, um, the the doctor situation too, is that it's the supporters. I mean, I, I, all these charitable organizations are doing absolutely like great work and they re- they really are helping so many people out there but a part of it was that because they were so supported because they had the house because they were these like local celebrities almost because of the illness the the doctors didn't want to be no one wanted to be the first one to be like actually i think that your all of these donations and everything have been given to the wrong people i mean
2: yeah, yeah. The same the- thing
4: about like let me see the papers right <laughs>
1: like, yeah yeah it's it's calling out not only not only embarrassing gypsy and her mom but it's like embarrassing the entire like nonprofit community which i would put them on the list too because it's a, more of a pylon and probably nobody did the research they just said mm. they gave them okay i'll help them okay i'll help them and it just no, nobody stopped to think.
2: Yeah, yeah. And in the um, documentary, this 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 particular uh, neurologist uh, Flasterstein, he when he was explaining why he didn't go forward, he sort of cited that and he said there were too many people who were sort of buying into it, and he just he, he I think he was just overmatched, kind of like he was just like it would just take too long and too much of an effort. Like uh, I can't try and convince that many people. So there's something about. Dee being so maniacal that she built this protection around herself by building out this narrative on so many different layers of this narrative that it was basically like impenetrable.
4: It was social services ever involved in this case? Ever? That's a good question. I have I found something that said that another doctor had had reported it in two thousand nine, and they did um, they did find. They, they send child protective services to the house, but they closed the case when they were unable to find anything out of the ordinary. Hmm. So that's another.
2: Child protective services has got to go up. On the yeah. Like
4: yeah. I don't know
2: what that institution is, but like, what are you looking for?
4: So is that everything Rebecca? No, I want to put one last thing. <laughs> you can tell I'm excited about it just <laughs> by the tone of my voice. <laughs> and that thing is Christian dating website. Oh. now I'm. Trust me, I am a big uh, supporter of online dating. I never used it because Chris and I got together before online dating ever before started. the internet. Actually. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I have many close friends and family who have met their partners this way, and it's been very successful. But here's the thing: putting the word Christian in front of dating website gives people a false sense of security, in my opinion. Clearly, both Nick and Gypsy should have led with their guard uh, shouldn't have led with their guard down so quickly.
1: No, I, I agree. I'm because Gypsy had nowhere to go. She had she was she was a, a prisoner essentially. And if you go to a place called Christian dating like she didn't go to match.com or whatever Cupid okay Cupid she went to Christian dating singles or whatever it's called because she thought it might be safe like please help me Jesus you know and then the Nick uh, could have very well take advantage of it being a predator of some sort.
2: Yeah, I mean it's true. And how do they vet people for getting on Christian singles? Like <laughs> you have to know your you commandments. Commandments. You <laughs> do. How many Hail Marys? Hit us uh, with
4: the list, Chris.
2: <laughs> okay, so we have um, Dee Dee Blanchard, puberty slash hormones, uh, Munchausen syndrome by proxy, Rod Blanchard, the extended family uh, at Grandpa and brother, Gypsy Rose Blanchard. The Internet, Nicholas Godijan, The Doctors slash Medical Complacency, U.S. Medical System, Ronald Reagan, Nonprofit Community, Child Protective Services, and Christian Dating Websites.
4: Now, I think we can take the Internet off because Christian Dating Website kind of covers that. Yeah. Um,
1: I'm also thinking probably, um, unfortunately, Ronald Reagan's probably not, oh. <laughs> not going
0: to make it.
1: <laughs> So I guess we should have also put Facebook in with the Internet, too. Oh, my oh, God. Man. Of course. Uh, we Facebook. do need to put Facebook
2: I
3: mean okay. that could be with the internet, I suppose. I'm
2: right? dying but, to send Zuckerberg or... to yeah. the alarmist prison. Someone's got to do the
3: Usually at this point, I don't like to add things, but for <laughs> Facebook,
4: I'll make an exception. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Amanda gets mad when we try and do that.
2: I want to not. I want to uh, take off the board the entire U.S. medical system as much mm-hmm. as I. Uh, I'm actually a fan of. I would. I think reform is necessary, and I want to get the insurers out of there. And I'm a fan of single payer system medicare for all he's
4: running for president guys but (laughs) all right
2: however i don't celebrity christmas (laughs) i just don't (laughs) i don't think this they could be held accountable for this particular Mm. murder
4: i also think i think we can take the extended family out yeah i agree
3: i think the doctors are worse than the extended family
4: yeah what do you think about rod because as much as i I do think like he he was the one who could have helped her like uh, I don't know. Well,
2: if you watch the documentary, he really blames himself. Like he he says it over and over. He feels super guilty about it. And as well he should. I mean,
3: I think the fact that he feels bad of course makes me feel sympathy for him. I don't think he if we're just choosing one person, I don't think it's going to be Rod.
2: For no, my I would agree. Yes.
3: Yeah. He could have
1: definitely interfered with the murder for sure. But I don't know if he was the cause necessarily. He missed an opportunity
4: to get the big clap and to be a hero.
1: I want to talk about actually munchausen syndrome by proxy and how you guys kind of put things like this because I don't think it was, I don't, I don't think it's the reason for the murder. I, I don't know if a syndrome would be necessarily the reason, like well, if it's a mental illness, unless you're calling mental illness the reason. It's a good
4: thing to talk about. You're right. I mean, what drove us? Uh, what what drove Gypsy? I guess to the to to need to murder to oh. feel like she that was her only way out.
3: Well, it definitely contributed to the circumstance that led to the murder. So I think we're going to have a tricky discussion about if we're going to like pin it on DD Dee Dee or Munchausen's because it's like how much control did DD Dee Dee have? How much was the mental illness? Same conversation that we talked about with brainwashing and the Manson family. It's like, where where does the line stop? But before we get to that, I think we can maybe take off the nonprofit community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they didn't help, but it's not. I don't think they're ultimately (laughs) to blame.
4: Yeah. And puberty, too. It also didn't help, but
3: (laughs) it wasn't a it wasn't a hormonal rage that. No, well, I think we can take off christian dating websites and child protective services
4: yeah
3: oh,
2: child protective I mean, services like i'm really disappointed in them
3: yeah but they didn't have the opportunity to do their part so we'll never know like they came by once but they should have been receiving hundreds of calls a day it's that's true. true that's you know true. what i mean yeah. yeah
2: they were just a small part of a larger system
4: yes and do we what do we how, what do we think about facebook <laughs> just so everyone knows we've got Dee, munchausen gypsy nicholas the doctors medical. Complacency and Facebook. Uh, Okay, I think We could take Gypsy Rose Blanchard off I I, kind of am with you I mean, I I think she was a victim Of abuse. I think there's a strong Case for um, self-protection Sorry,
1: guys. I had to get a
4: secret message from my daughter that said, can I play with Paw Patrol
2: toys? Um, Wow. I
1: I apologize for my my silence during this
2: part. uh,
1: What's the answer?
2: Yeah, before we diagnose you with Munchausen by proxy.
1: (laughs) Yes, you can play with Paw Patrol toys.
2: Party. Let the party begin.
1: Hey, Lottie, do you think it was Dee Dee, Munchausen disease, Nicholas, or the doctor's? Uh, the doctors. Okay, <laughs> all
2: right. It's interesting. It's interesting. interesting. <laughs> Lottie might be onto something because you know we were talking about before. Okay, whose responsibility is Dee Dee? Right. Well, mm-hmm. isn't isn't she the doctors? If she's in a, if she is standing in a doctor's office, doesn't a doctor mm-hmm. have the Hippocratic Oath or whatever it's called to make sure she's well? And they totally whiffed over and over.
3: I think we can remove Facebook. And I'm going to say I think we can remove Nicholas uh, Nick as well. Because to me, when I think of him, I just think of him and Gypsy as two people, um, you know, who got caught up in something and didn't have the mental resources that they needed.
2: I I tend to th- I tend to agree with you and I tend to think what we were saying before is true which is this was a powder keg and if it wasn't Nicholas I think you know a, a Gypsy Rose would have been forced to find somebody else who could help extract her from this situation and it seemed like the only way out was through Didi. killing yeah, her.
4: Yeah, look, there Nick there's a lot of culpability w- with Nick, right? That decision to kill is not okay, obviously. No. Right, and and he could get the big slap. I'll tell you what I think: putting the doctors in jail and giving Dee the big slap.
3: I personally would like to send Dee to jail and give the, the the specific doctors the big slap. Okay, Kimmy, what do you what do you yeah. think? Do you think the doctors or Dee Well, right now I'm leaning towards Dee because just as a, a
1: parent, I don't. I'm like. Y- you just, I just kind of want her to go to jail, you know. Even she, she did have a, a horrific uh, death, um, but I do think that she brought it upon herself. Not that's a horrible thing to say to a person.
2: It's because, neck and neck. Yeah. What do you think, Rebecca?
4: Um. Oh God, this is such a tough call.
2: You got to make these tough calls. That's why you got in the podcasting game. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Come on, Coach. Uh What's it gonna be? I, I'm really torn. I, I am. It's a fifty-fifty here for me. I think they're both, um, both to blame. Um, the 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 one thing that's holding me back from throwing Dee Dee into jail is that I do. Uh, you know, I wonder what her life would have been if she had gotten the help she needs. But at the same time, I think as a parent, it is your responsibility to make sure that you are well so that you can take care of, of people. But, you know, what came first, the chicken and the egg? I don't want to make the wrong call here, but I think I got to send the doctors to jail and Dee- give Dee, Dee the slap.
2: Wow!
1: I mean,
4: Lottie Lottie called it when she came in. <laughs> she, did. she did. I'm with Lottie. I'm. I, I, I look. I gotta go with Lottie. <laughs>
2: All right.
4: All right. I'm calling okay. it. Dee Dee, you're getting the big slap. Doctors, you're going to the alarmist jail. Wow! Oof. You sent the
1: medical professionals <laughs> well These just a few you. work the so hard <laughs> their whole
2: life and keep so many people healthy uh, what is wrong what is the matter with you
3: it's, yeah. it's a
4: tough time to send the doctors to jail it yeah. really is. <laughs> you know they had the power and when you have power you have responsibility I always say that
1: you know
2: what
1: <laughs> you can just add that onto the pile with episode eight
2: <laughs>
4: After the tragedy, with the years that Gypsy served, she will be eligible for parole in about eight and a half years, in 2024. By then, she will be 32 years old. In 2018, Nick was found guilty of first-degree murder and was sentenced to life in prison. Due to the circumstances surrounding the case, they did not seek the death penalty against Nick. In 2019, it was reported that Gypsy was engaged and doing well in prison. Go for who you think is to blame by going to thealarmistpodcast.com. Follow us at thealarmistthe on Twitter, at thealarmistpodcast on Instagram, or email us at podcast at gmail.com. Tune in next week. We'll be figuring out who's to blame the disaster that was Cats, the movie.
3: ERIOS
0: Powered
4: by ACAST